But yeah, there was one band where he came up with with his band, tried to say, never heard you before, but it came off as some weird, drunken, backhanded compliment. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. Fred here. I am uh, in my little uh, jack hut backstage uh, on the site of where Bourbon and Beyond and Lot of the Life was. And for the past two weeks in my little hut, uh, this little Jack Daniels kind of like, it. Uh, the best way I can describe it is it's like a, it's a shack, it's a hut. It's the kind of thing I imagine like if it was not being used as a traveling bar, it would be used to store a lawnmower. You know, so if you've ever had one of those kind of like little sheds that you have in the backyard, you store all your lawn mowing, lawn mowing equipment in there. You got your shears, you got, you know, all that stuff kind of hanging up on a wall. That's that's what this is like. But it's a traveling it's a traveling bar setup that Jack Daniels takes to um, festivals all over the country. And, you know, they set up here in the in the media lounge at the side of Danny Wimmer Presents of Bourbon and Beyond and Louder Than Life. And I was like, hey. Can I set up in there and bring uh, like 70 bottles and, and and have my show? So for the last two weeks, I have been in this little spot. You know, you if you go to my Instagram, you can see the, the photos of the bar. Uh, and boy, have I interviewed some some great ones here. And over uh, over the next course of uh, the next few months, you'll hear these episodes come out and you can hear it in my voice. Right. Like I've been interviewing folks. <laughs> on stop and sipping whiskey with them that's just part of it right it's it's good times um but you you'll hear interviews from the struts uh i got bad religion um i got so many great i mean honestly like i let me get in my let me get in my uh little calendar that uh list of people i've interviewed we came as romans came back uh amigo the devil came back uh an introduction to mike's dead uh, Crown the Empire, New Year's Day, Ministry, Shine Down, um, Ego Kill Talent did their very first tasting with me. Jelly Roll comes back. Oxymorons is a band that you really should be checking out. They came back, uh, or actually, they didn't come back. They they came on, uh, and so that was the louder than life lineup. Let me go through the uh, go through the Bourbon and Beyond one. National Parks, Molly Tuttle, Rain Wolf, Need to Breathe, which that episode aired last week. St. Paul and the Broken Bones, Bella White, Jen Wingmore, Sierra Hall, uh, Danny Hayes from Danny Wimbers Presents, Ian Summerhalder came back on, Shovels and Rope, Blue Stones, The Revivalist, and you know, I'm there's a few more that I interviewed. So yeah, I've been I've been pretty busy back here. And this episode uh that we're you're about to, you're listening to now is actually an interview with with daniel carter daniel carter is kind of in in rock he is like uh he's like a god in um uh, in the uk so he is the he's the rock person for bbc so anytime there's a you know he, he knows everybody in rock and roll and he's the guy that uh you know you talk to uh when it comes to rock especially hard rock and so we we hung out and we talked about uh, the weekend and um, we sipped on some pretty good whiskey. And we I do believe we had a bottle kill in this episode. We had a uh, I think we bottle killed the 15 year uh, beam uh, legacy. So uh, I'm really <laughs> that whiskey's gone, but it's so good. It was so good. But uh, so Daniel Carter and I kind of talked about the weekend and as we as we are talking, you can get in, you can hear a little bit of Allison Chains playing. So Allison Chains is playing as we are talking, and you can hear a little bit of it through the microphones. The microphones did a pretty good job of not getting in all the bleed in, but we're probably we're a football field away from the from the stage of where Allison Chains was, and you know you can feel the bass. You can feel the bass just like you know hitting your flesh and. You can see the bottles on the bar kind of, you know, moving back and forth. The levels is kind of always like slightly wavy. And so uh, you can hear us from time to time talking about like, oh, Alice Jade, woo, you know. So it's just, it's just a real backstage concert experience. And I'm real happy to bring that to you. But we're, we're get discussing the, uh, 
the uh, the wrap up of um of louder than life and what it was like to be at a festival again because it was his first time back in the states in a couple of years and so we just we just talked about that um we didn't really get much into our careers but we're pretty he would be my equivalent in rock uh from my side and whiskey so it was um it's a real pleasure to have daniel carter as my guest this week to wrap up louder than life so please enjoy but first a word from our sponsors Heaven Hill Distillery is sharing ideas on how to pair their African whiskeys with popular West African flavors for a full cross-cultural experience. Learn more about this series of Afro-fusion dinners and why Jack Begadu, the hood sommelier, says nothing quite opens the mind to a new experience like a good glass of bourbon. You can find this at their blog at heavenhilldistillery.com slash afrofusion. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single-barrel and small-batch whiskey. Hard-made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and I'd like to invite all of you to subscribe to the Dr. Drew podcast. Uh, We are very proud of what we're doing there at that podcast. I am interviewing some of the most interesting people you could ever want to talk to. Just whatever I find fascinating, whether it's a smart person or an expert in a field that I'm interested in, or maybe I'm not even interested in, I'm only interested because I've heard them speak and become intrigued, I think you'll be intrigued as well. We get deep into topics that are quite important to the current age. Things like cognitive dissonance, cognitive distortions, how does our mind work? We, we talk about everything at the Dr. Drew Podcast. It is of real relevance. We get all the way into deep physics and all sorts of stuff. But trust me, it's all very accessible. It's very interesting. Headaches. If you're even interested in learning about headaches, we get there. We go to the interesting topics of the day. Please join us at the Dr. Drew Podcast. Hello. Hey, we're wrapping up here from Louder Than Live. We're backstage here at the, my little bar, my little uh, Jack Shack. Daniel, how you doing, man? I'm good. Very excited. Uh, so what What have you thought about the show so far? What do you, Well, I mean, it's over. It's, when we were listening uh, to Alice in Chains right now, and so it's pretty much over. Yeah, it's been an incredible weekend. I came out. Uh, this is my first time in the States in, in a couple of years, obviously. Oh, wow. So it was a lot of excitement. And then I've never been to this festival before. I've been to a couple of the other ones. I've been okay. to Aftershock and Rock on the Range. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been incredible. The festival's amazing. Everyone's so are you, you're you a rock guy? You like hip hop? What, what do you normally listen uh, to? I mean, so I, I present uh, The Rock Show on BBC Radio right. 1. Right. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's mainly rock, but I, I listen to a lot of stuff can, for myself. Um, but yeah, mainly the show covers everything from pop punk through to black metal. So it's like a pretty broad spectrum. Right on. Where do you live in England? I live about an hour outside of London on the coast in Essex. Oh, right on. Yeah, I know where that is. Um, there's there's starting to be a little bit of whiskey being made in England. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you that the the one interview I regret in my life. So I give a lot of interviews like yourself. Like when, yep. when someone wants to talk about rock, they call you. You give like like a contributor kind of like interview. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same in whiskey. And uh, I was uh, giving an interview to BBC, and they asked this guy asked me in like the very sweet English accent, you know, lulled of, you into a false sense of security. Exactly lulled me into this moment of like oh i feel good i can tell this guy anything i want you know yeah. everything's okay uh he asked me what's the favorite whiskey you have ever tasted and i have never answered that question up until this point and usually when i say i like something i can't find it anymore and i really that comes with the territory that's part of being uh you know a critic in the space hmm. and um but the my favorite whiskey of all time is a very hard to get vintage whiskey from the 1960s. It was okay. an old crow chess piece. And I told that on the air and I gave I, I gave my uh, experience with that. And it was basically like a 10 minute conversation about me like doting on this whiskey. Where this came from, I do not know. The next day it ends up on Reddit. It gets into some stories and some blogs. And I'm like, fuck, I just like, I used to be able to buy those bottles for like, Twelve dollars. Now they're seven hundred a piece. <laughs> yeah, and you, I hope you had a large stock. See, this is what you should have been doing. It's like yeah. kind of like short trading it so that you just get a huge backlog of it, and then it's like it's this one is my favorite. Didn't do it. There's one bottle left in my in my collection. So I I fuck. that that's a that's a testament to how much you're respected yeah. in this world. Which Absolutely, I that's a great thing. Well, I you know I it, it feels good to to know that that that's the case, but. You know, we're here to talk about, you know, Louder Than Life, and it's, yeah. been, it's been an amazing weekend. I do want to pour you something. You Have you had a few things to, to sip on here? Well, I have, but you're, you'll hate me for it, because I do, I love bourbon. Right. Um, but I'm also an idiot, oh. so I drink it with Coke. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. No? No, I don't it's think so at all. I, I just, uh, I know that obviously there's, you know, there's, there's a kind of a pay grade and once you get past a certain point you want to just be drinking it well well, here's the thing like it comes down to a monetary value like if you're drinking something with coca-cola my recommendation is that you don't go outside of like 15 20 dollars per bottle yeah and like jack daniels is a great whiskey to have i love a jack and coke it's really good with with coca-cola Crown Royal's fine, Jim Beam's fine, but my favorite's actually Jack Daniels. Mm. And I, I would say that, like, you know, don't go outside of those of that tier. When you get up in that thirty, forty dollar price range, you're you're wasting your money because yeah. you won't get the the, the Coca Cola will kind of take out some of the flavor. Sure, you'll get some. And if you had a Pappy Van Winkle on Coca Cola, would it be amazing? Absolutely. But that's a waste of money. Yeah, of course. So, you're gonna lose all the subtlety. Yeah, and, so yeah. I, I, that's how that's how I look at it. But here in kind of like this kind of like sipping corner of the world, backstage, of course, uh, I would like to pour you something. I uh, would love that. What What are you in the mood for? Are you just in the mood for? Uh, I'm in the mood for you to just to pick. Yeah. Well, I'm in this mood of like bottle killing right now. I just had this with Bad Religion. Uh, I'd like to kill this. Let's kill this together. This is a 15 year old. Jim Beam, you can find it. Uh, it's about a six, seven hundred dollar product. Um, you know, the SRP on it was three hundred, but retailers mark it up, and it was wow. only available in duty free for some time. So let me pour that for you. I'll give you this. There you go. Yeah, this is definitely outside of the BBC pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All yours, there. There you go. Thank you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Frost, Kampai, Skull. Kampai, Skull, yeah. So is there, um, was there a band that really impressed you this weekend that... Um, oh, that's great. Is it good? Mm. Tastes very nicely. Yeah. 
All right, so that's the first of many to come. <laughs> uh oh. So, well, I mean, you know, this is just the first. So we'll have, okay. you know, we'll probably, over this course of conversation, I imagine we'll have a couple more. But let's go, let's go day one. Day one was Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, they're a band that are very dear to my heart. Obviously, they're a UK band from Sheffield in the north of England. Um, and it, you know, they've progressively moved forward. Mm -hmm. And they're at the point where they're very much tastemakers for a certain genre that they came out of, which was, I guess, metalcore is the easiest without getting too picky about it. But they've constantly moved forward. And a lot of that's to do with Oliver, the front man, who has this kind of fearless approach to when something works, that's great. And a lot of bands will stick with that and go, this is the moneymaker. We'll carry on doing it. He's always pushed forward. And I feel, huh, I know. James <laughs> rolling in the background. Yeah. It's um, amazing. So for, for the sort of bold choices they've made, made rather, sorry, with um, pushing their sound forward, I hold them like, you know, in very high esteem. So to see them over here, because I've only seen them play in the US a few times. And previously, last month, they headlined the Reading Festival, and it was amazing. You know, when you see a band, there's always like already a massive band because they were headlining, but they, they it felt like that show, it it moved up into this realm that, um, and this is kind of a big statement, but I feel like there's this vacuum that's been left by by somebody like Linkin Park, for example. Yeah, right. That that were one May of Chester those. Chester rest in peace, of course. Of course. Um, but they were one of those bands that that transcended their genre yeah. and crossed over, but still kind of maintained the essence of what made that band great. And I feel like that void has been open since Chester's passing. And for me personally, and a lot of people will say this is bullshit, but I feel like Bring Me the Horizon is the band that's moving into that space to occupy it and okay. do it and do it well. So that was a highlight for me. I'm also a massive Nine Inch Nails fan. And um, yeah, their set was impeccable as always. I think it's a, it's an amazing to see them again. You know, yeah, it just I, is. I've seen them a few times recently. They they played an incredible show in London, um, which was which was a great one because not getting too much into it, but there was like a massive transportation strike in in London that night. So it, it was really difficult to get across town to get to the show, but everybody made their way. There, there was actually when I turned up, there was like a horde of goths on on bikes turned up like a flock. Yeah, which was funny. But um, and I think they realized that people had made the effort. So they they just played a set that was pretty much as close to a greatest hit set as you're going to get from that band. And there was, you know, Jimmy Page was there uh, in attendance and like Tilda Swinton was there, like the uh, Jerry and Jacoby from Papa Roach were there. So there was a bunch of people there that had come out because it felt like a special event and, and yeah it was incredible but so i've seen them a couple of times since and i think i feel like amazing. when you say when you start the sentence was uh jimmy page was there i mean that's that's kind of raising the bar a little bit you know yeah jimmy's amazing ah have you met him big whiskey drinker uh or back in the day it was i have not i've not met him yeah. i've met robert plant but i've not met jimmy page yeah, yeah but he's, uh, he's a great guy it's like a dream to meet him uh, so day two, day two, um, we had uh, Slipknot. Uh, we also had like I have a I have a friend. They also have a whiskey out. Gore, yes, Gore played. You know, I, I saw that. I think so. I'm a big as a as a visual artist as well as a broadcaster. This is great. Yeah, I, I mean, love it because it's so schlocky and not what you'd expect from a, right. like, a like a a classy looking drink, but at the same right. time, it's so perfect. Well, they're uh, the the guy who uh, I, I think it's it, it's fair to say uh, plays Jizmac, who, who I met the other yeah. Oh, on right on, yeah. So you met Brad, yeah, Brad Roberts. So he's a big he's a big bourbon head. Oh yeah, and, and I didn't know this, but he had been following me prior to me even like starting my like music. You know, I've been doing this like music thing for the yeah. last couple of years. I'm aware. I've watched. And oh, thank you. Uh, but but he like he'd follow me on the whiskey side, and uh, he's just like every time you fucking because he has this deep voice. He's like every time you fucking say something's good, I can't find it anymore. And I, 
And so they come out with their own whiskey and like, uh, it, it's funny, like I'm doing all these interviews with him yeah, and he's got his like ass cheek costume going on and it's, it's just fucking hilarious. How, how is it? Because I, I, I think that a lot of times when, when a band gets to a certain level and they start to get into branding partnerships, yeah, that, you know, very often it'll just be like, here's the band's whiskey, bang, slap a logo on it yeah, without thinking about it. But if he's a if he's a big yeah he's a taster like, yeah like like it's good and also another one that same night day two Slipknot yep has a whiskey they have two right uh well is so they so they have a reserve line and then they have a basic one and they came out with like an unaged one which yeah not a fan of that one and the the basic one is kind of like okay but the one that is like their reserve like the 99 proof one the number nine reserve yeah. That's actually pretty good. I got that on the bar, I think. Um, yeah, I think I, I actually sn- yeah, snuck there, in here the other day. And there I it is, right here. You had. It's 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 very good. What about what are you saying about um, the Metallica whiskey? So here's the thing about Metallica's whiskey. It's hard for people to understand it uh, because it's a blend of straights that is finished in in a black brandy barrel, and so people who are whiskey heads kind of look at that as like. Eh, Metallica, and then they got the they got the part where they're playing the the music with the with aging with the barrels, hmm. uh, and and so like on the outside. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that they play their music yes. whilst the whilst it's aging yes. to infuse it with yes. the essence of Metallica? Yes, for real. Yes, I had no idea about that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it, and they and in in the bass can push whiskey in deeper actually so so robert's like love this right you know the base is like the rationale behind this in a lot of ways and that can have an impact um so they're definitely not playing and justice for all um <laughs> that's a nerdy no bass joke anyway uh I, I you know what i think they they have the playlist on on every batch I didn't know that. I yeah, so they'll that so out. they'll have the playlist. You can find the playlist on every batch. I think online. Amazing. But one of my one of my whiskey mentors was their was their master distiller, Dave Pickerel. He passed away um, in uh, 2019. Was he? he was was he it 18? Yeah, Whistlepig. Yeah, I remember, Whistlepig. I, I remember watching an interview with you and him. Actually, he, he was so special. Yeah, um, he was a very special guy, and just he just. You know, he, he he was a real rock star in our mm. space. And so for him to be paired with Metallica was perfect. Mm. Absolutely perfect. Uh, but he's like the only guy on the planet that who could have come up with the mechanisms to create what they have. And so from the from uh, from somebody on the outside inside whiskey looking in on that product, you could say, oh, that's just Metallica being Metallica. Hmm. But here's the thing. You put that thing in a blind competition, Blackened does really well with professional tasters. It does really well uh, in competition. That's cool. Uh, with, with some, like, consumer blind tastings, it doesn't do so well. But with, like, professional tasters, it brings out some, like, some some things in there. So so Blackened has brought it. There, there's a couple of whiskeys in the... Um, in the celebrity space, the celebrity music space that I'm not too fond of. Um, Bob Dylan's is probably the most notable one. Okay. You know, uh, but, you know, I've been very vocal about that over the years. Okay. Uh, it was I've, I've only tried the um, Black and Once when they played Twickenham in London. Yeah. There was like in the bit where we were, like in the VIP section, they had one bottle behind the bar. Yeah. And me and two friends finished it great gig i was absolutely shit-faced unfortunately in the snake pit but it was great yeah that was my only experience of it okay i I I don't have comment on how good it is it just seemed to do a certain job really well i don't have any on the bar right now um but there there is some at the festival so if you want to get some yeah there's a lot to drink here though yeah we we got a lot to go through uh but what do you think about slipknot speaking of them uh as a band i love them they're great dudes super um yeah they've always been super cool with me they've done a lot for my show and i had them do like sessions and it got filmed and we did special things where um 
they'd play for me and for the yeah. show with like an audience of a hundred people. And that was a couple of years ago. I was actually, so the new bass player, V-Man, Alessandro Venturella, he and I were in a band together and he got the Slipknot gig while we were still in the band together. And he told us uh, at a rehearsal, he was like, oh, I've got this new gig. And we were like, oh, that's awesome. What is it? And it was that. And I'm so, he let, obviously left. But um, yeah, I just remember that whole period when the, when the the first thing went online, the first video with him in it, obviously you can't see who he is, but he has very heavily tattooed hands, very distinctive tattoos on his hands. And no one thought to put gloves on the guy. So in the video, people suddenly, you know, the internet is like, people were like, wait, it's this guy. And as soon as that went online, we were in rehearsal and his phone just started <laughs> blowing up, just vibrating like nonstop. And he just, he just stopped. He was like, I think I'm going to have to go. Wow. Yeah. But as a, mus <laughs> as a musician, could you wear gloves? And, and I mean, like, he, he could have worn like, I don't know, maybe some kind of fingerless thing, I guess. I mean, I feel like you couldn't, I feel like the sweat would change your feel or something, you know? Yeah, I was about to go down a very nerdy route. But yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So. so that's day two. Was there anyone else on day two that you really loved? Uh, I would have to look at the, um, the lineup, actually, because it's been quite a blur. Who else was playing day two? Let's go um, to the Google. Let's do that. My phone's over there now. I have the app. The app has been indispensable. I, I, I actually it. don't I have, don't have the shares app. in it, but it was a great app. You know, it's funny. If you go to louderthanlife.com, somebody else owns that website. No way. Yeah, some band owns that website. Uh, and they're holding it to ransom. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Danny's having none of it. Okay, come on now. Work with me now. Day two. Uh, yeah. Let's hear it. Who was on? Ego uh, Kill Talent. First, they were early in the day. Ego Kill Talent. That was day two? Didn't that, see it. that was their first American show. And they, had a, they debuted a new lead singer. They're from Brazil. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't know that band, actually. Who was, who was who was around the slip? Who was like on before main stage kind of stuff? Uh, Lamb of God. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shine down. So yeah. here we go. Now, okay. Now I know where we are in the yeah. the timeline. Uh, day two was obviously we had yeah Lamb of God, Mastodon, Baroness, Helmet, um, all bands that I truly love. And when I when I initially saw the lineup on paper, I was like, this is going to be incredible. Right. And then I get the timings through and there was a few clashes. So it was there was a lot of running back and forth. Which is yeah. Fun. And there's there's like really good bands on over yep. here on the revolver stage. Yeah. Right over yonder that I've not seen um, Helmet play in years. And obviously they've been such a huge influence on on a certain parts of heavy music. So to see them play was incredible. I watched the yeah. first half of their set. Then I watched the second half of Mastodon and Neil from Clutch came out because Clutch played that day as well. Um, and sung Blood and Thunder with him, which, yeah. was, which was great. Um, Baroness. It was that one of the things that was so great about that day was I went through to catering, got a coffee. And as I was walking out, Bill from Mastodon was walking in and we'd not seen each other in two years. So we start shooting the shit, catching up. And then Randy from Lamb of God comes in. He's like, oh, you two guys were. So then there's three of us, then another couple of people. And it ended up with this sort of eight man crew of members of Mastodon and, yeah. and Clutch and uh, Baroness and Lamb of God uh, and War. Um, and it was just, that's the thing that that has been so great about the festival is, yes, there have been incredible bands. Yes, it's been an amazing experience. But for me, after such a long period, it's there's right. been an opportunity to catch up with a ton of friends that's been, you know, which is a really beautiful thing, I think. Absolutely. Uh, and actually seeing a lot of like managers and agents that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. You know, and they're just seeing them on Zoom or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, day three for me was a lighter day. Like um, my boys, um, my boys soccer game was at like one o'clock. And look, 
I've missed three soccer games in a row. I was like, I don't care what's going on. What positions he play? But, you know, they're he's eight, so they're just they rotate everywhere. Yeah. But but he's a striker. Right. This boy's got a leg, but he's also on a horrible team. And like and so like uh I have been there. I've got Yeah, we, well. we've all been there, right? Yeah. Those uh, those Sunday for me it was Sundays. Stat and obviously in the UK the weather is shitting down the like the worst weather every game and it, and it would be just so demoralizing for him but you'd always want to be there and try and you know yeah yeah but he tried man that, that's lesson. the thing is like <laughs> and he came out it was like hey dad I, I i ran as fast as i could but you might have noticed i was like falling down a lot i was like i did actually he's like my legs were numb because my shin guards are too tight <laughs> I need new shin guards. I was like, why didn't you go tell your coach? He's like, I did. He said, get new shin guards. Wow. I was like, yeah, that's, that's like what our days were like. You know, rub some dirt on it. Amazing. <laughs> but so I, I came in late on uh, on on day three. Uh, and and obviously um, that was that was kiss. You know, that was yeah, a big day. And Joe Cantrell played. So this is the interesting thing. Obviously, Allison Chains is playing now, but he played yesterday as well with his solo band, which is great. Amazing band. Like the so there's uh who we got? We got Gil, Sharon, and Greg Pucciato, who were both in the Dillinger Escape Plan of playing yeah. with him, and Tyler Bates, who uh is obviously like well known for doing film soundtracks, but played with a bunch of other artists as well. So his band was incredible. So um yeah, that's why I'm not quite so sad about missing them currently. Yeah. <laughs> There's already been a little bit of Yeah, they played about, they, I think they played like four maybe four songs of yeah. in Chains. But it was uh, great. Also Alice Cooper played yesterday. Yep. You know? Um That was great. Always an incredible show. Was there was there anyone yesterday that kind of blew your mind that you weren't expecting? Kiss. Really? So here's the thing. Uh I know that sounds like a kind of a sacrilegious thing to say, especially in America. No, I I, I think I think Kiss is like a band that people feel a lot of people feel like sell, sold out and just you know that I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I see that aspect of it, and I kind of respect Gene for it because he's like, "Can I put a Kiss logo on it? Yeah, let's sell it, mm -hmm. and it will be everything from a fridge that turns into a casket when you're gone, right, through to toilet paper, I'm sure." But uh, I've, for me, they never really translated in the UK. I, I mean, there's going to be a ton of people from the UK that are screaming at, at the screen right now. But it didn't. It never clicked for me because I was very much into Iron Maiden and ACDC and stuff. So Kiss never clicked. And we've done a bunch of stuff for, in the past for my radio show. I supported them actually DJing at a London show. So I've done a ton of stuff with them, but it's never really been my thing. Right. But last night it all clicked for me i mean wow. there was various reasons there was various reasons for that as well which we won't go into but uh yeah it made a load of sense and it was like loads of fun um and then i also realized something halfway through the show and then pointed out to a couple of the american people i was with and spoiled the show for them for the rest of the show so i won't i won't even go there well, you know, but, you yeah. know, sometimes you see the set less in advance and you tell someone. You know, it can oh, no, spoil. it was way yeah. worse than that. Oh, really? But, oh, I, I want to know now. Like, what was it? So are you a Family Guy fan? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, the Loose Lois. The Loose Lois. So he, Paul Stanley sounds exactly like Mort from Family Guy ah. when he talks in between songs. And I, it may have been the state that I was in, but it, it was the most. It was the funniest thing. Oh, um, my God. That's yeah. so funny. When you said that. I ruined that for a lot of people. And I apologize <laughs> now wholeheartedly. But when you said that, there's an episode of Family Guy where when Gene Simmons the, on. Yeah. And and like he's like uh, he like rides his tongue up underneath the uh, the counter and like uh, yeah. gets Lois. It's like, oh, it's loose Lois. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I was there was <laughs> there was a small chance I was going to get Gene Simmons on the show. And uh, I was just, you know, Jacqueline, my wife, I was like, you can't come in the room at the same time because, you know, his tongue will get you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed because she knew the episode I was referring to. Amazing. But yeah, they, uh, were, they were great. The set list was incredible. The, the show looked f fantastic. One thing that blew my mind as well was the fact that when he came in on the zip wire in the current climate, 
There was no like, no safety harness or anything. He just climbed on it. And like, he's got, I don't even know how old he is. But he just flew across over the entire audience. And I was like, huh, ballsy. That's badass. Yeah, it was cool. I, I really enjoyed it. And then the confetti cannons at the end would just swamp the area where we were all stood in like the, by the front of house desks. Yeah. It was great. Well, in Shinedown, that same night, I felt like, so, all right, so I, I'm a vet and like, I I still jump at the sounds of noises. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm okay, but like, I, there's, um, I can't, I can't stop it. Yeah, and no, I, like, I, I felt like every fucking minute they were firing off a goddamn mortar or shotgun. So I was like, man, slow your roll on these days. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. how much pyro do we need uh, <laughs> these days? Yeah. Um, I didn't watch them. There was somebody playing at the same time who I went and watched over on the other stage. So I can't remember who it was. It's all, see, this is the problem. When I go to a festival, especially one that's four days long. Yeah. And I'm drinking bourbon pretty much the whole time because uh, no, there's an yeah, open bar right, over there, right. which is amazing. Uh, yeah, it all gets a little wavy and right. starts to blend into one. It can happen. It yeah. can happen. So here we are, day four. I want to yeah. pour you something else that would uh, uh, be spectacular. Um, and before we get into like today's conversation, uh, like, like give me like a... Give me like a flavor note that you would like to see, or would you like to taste something really, really fucking old and historic? You want to taste something? Because yeah, I, I mean, I I love uh, really smoky and uh, yeah, like a, a a deep woody. You want? See, I like I like taste the same as I like <laughs> as I like my men. No, I was going to say as I like fragrances, so okay. I like a lot of like um like quite deep, low, um almost like Ooh. patchouli notes and stuff. Within All right, a, within a scent. All right, you you want to you want to feel the smoke on your palate? Yeah, I'm mm. curious, but maybe pour a little less than that one. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a like a real wee one of. This has uh this is finishing Aspen Stave. It's real young, but here's the thing: it's 141 proof. This is 291E. It's 141 wow. proof. <laughs> okay. If that's too much, we're gonna go somewhere else. No, you no, know, no. I'm, I'm, try I'm, it. I, I look. You, you want you want to give I, it a shot? I am the Padawan learner, so feel free. I am out of those little bitty glasses. So what we're gonna do here? I'm gonna give you a little tiny, little tiny yeah, taste. Yeah, just like a nip. Thank you. So just taste that, put it on your palate, and then uh, if that doesn't do it for you, I'll I'll get something else. But anytime someone says smoke, this is where I go. Wow! <laughs> wow! Too much? <laughs> A little much? That's unreal. Unreal good. I quite like it. I'm not complaining, but right. no, 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 no. A little more, all right. I'll, I'll stick with that. That's, wow, that's intense. There's like a, like a weird under, there's definitely the smoky and uh, earthiness to it, but there's, <laughs> there's like a weird sort of, not a top note, something just below a top <laughs> note. I don't know what it is. I'm sneezing. What are you saying it is? Tell me instruct me because there's something else there yeah is... so this this has that aspen finish there's a there's a touch of smoke there but they also they're also young so they like you know uh push their grains in um in in the barrel so like they distill it and then they age it but it's but it's young but it's pushed because it's in the it's in the highest point of colorado okay at pike's peak and um and so if altitude effect. Yeah, al yeah, altitude has a big impact on that. Okay. And if I'm mistaken, is that that's the highest point? Well, you know, sorry, but it's high. You know, I know when I when <laughs> I, am I it's really high up there. But uh, so when we look at day four, is there wow. uh, is there a band that you saw that you were like, oh my god, wow? Today, uh, so, so there was a couple of uh, newer bands today that I was really excited about seeing, and they, neither of them disappointed. One was Oxymorons. Yeah. Who were fantastic. Super cool. Huge and, characters, by the way. Yeah. Had them on the show. They were crazy. Oh, awesome. And then um, also 
Joey Valance and Bray. Did you see them? No, I so didn't know. two kids that, that kind of started just posting stuff on Instagram and somehow I ended up on their page, started listening to the songs. And within about two weeks, they ended up on Ellen. Wow. It, was, it was like a bizarre career arc. Um, but it's very, very mid-period Beastie Boys. Like Joey himself has a voice that is so similar to Ad Rock. I'm a massive Beastie Boys fan, especially sort of Check Your Head era. But um, yeah, so and I'd not had a chance to see them yet. So that was awesome. They played at Reading Festival and they were meant to play the stage that I curate, but they got bumped because everything's blown up so much for them. And they were so, wicked. So for me, like I, I've had Jelly Roll on the show before and Jelly Roll uh, has since become a friend. But he's blown up, right? Yeah. You know, he became, he had a number one rock song. He had a top, I think it ended up making top 20 uh, country song. And of course, he's got all his hip hop stuff. But like, he's he's a guy that, you know, has been there and he's out there like just hustling. And like, I'm so proud of him to see where he is on yeah. the stage and just like crushing it. Yeah, I respect so that. I was excited to see Jelly Roll up there. Yeah. So I, he's an artist. So there's been a few artists that I don't really know because, I don't know, for some reason it just hasn't taken in the UK. You know, tastes are different everywhere. Right. But, um, so it was good to see him today. I saw a little bit of his set, but also uh, Amigo the Devil. That oh, played. yeah. See, I didn't I didn't yeah. know. I think Amigo the Devil was uh, two days ago. I think, yeah. every day, I think it was day and two. And that was awesome. I actually yeah. went up to him when I was shit-faced. Sorry, I can swear, right? Oh, fuck yeah. This uh, isn't BBC, man. <laughs> exactly. I know, you know, I'm conscious of it because, yeah. of, because of the day job. So yeah, I was shit-faced. And um, I think it was maybe when we were watching... No, it wasn't Meshuggah. Because I was on another realm at that point, but yeah, there was one band where he came up with with his band, and I I tried to say, never heard you before, aware of you, but never heard your music, and I was super impressed. But it came off as some weird drunken backhanded compliment where I sounded definitely like some shithead. How did, he how did he respond? Did he kiss he you? Took, he took it very, he took it, in, it as it was intended and was like, thanks a lot, man. So that was cool. He didn't yeah, punch no, me he, out. He's, a, he's an amazing dude. And you know, he's been on the show a couple of times, but I've hung out with him before. And he's like, he's a guy that just like, you know, he has this deep fucking dark soul that yeah. he, that's like in somewhat in parody of like his lyrics are. You know, he's got lyrics of like busting someone's head open with a PVC pipe and then like throwing <laughs> more wood in a, in a house to burn it all fucking down. He's like, it's all a joke, man. You know, it's it's like it's all like, yeah, he's like, if you really think about it, this is that's the funniest part or or it's like this is the deep part. You know, it's like he's just well, he's this, deep, you know. Yeah, this is the thing. I think a lot of artists, uh, you know, they make music and make art because of because of those parts of anyone's psyche right the the, the, the the people always have like a dark thing that needs to be expressed otherwise we'll right. be crazy yeah ab absolutely this it is that's really got me i'm gonna have some water i don't know why <laughs> it has an almost medicinal quality uh, to it, it does yeah and actually anytime i have drank that for an extended period of time i feel great the next day <laughs> And you can't say that, and like if you're the whiskey brand, but for me, like man, I like, anytime I drink that 291, I feel like really good the next day. It's weird. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'm not not at all. But um, yeah, that's so that's uh, to it. Um, you want to try something else? Yeah, win in Rome, course. right? Of course. Um, I do want to talk about like another band. Like you went to see Incubus, I went to see Bad Religion, but I just, yes. I just had like this amazing experience on stage. But tell me what flavor you're feeling do you want to taste a band whiskey do you want to taste something vintage give me an idea of what you would like to taste uh i would like to try something vintage that you hold in high regard and i would like to know why it is and has the reputation because okay. that's something I'm, that i need to learn all right okay um our vintage uh, selection has been hit pretty hard but oh, but we do happen to have one bottle that I kind of like. It's my drinking bottle. 
this here is a chopping and gore. Uh, the only person I drank this with on the set today, or this past weekend, was uh, Gore. And uh, he was like, chopping and gore. Like, gore. Rah! I was like, yeah. you ever get out of fucking character, you know? <laughs> that is a jug as well. It is a jug. Uh, you're, lo you're looking at something from, um, let's see, this says, uh, this is from uh, the 70s. Late 60s, 70s. No way. Uh, give me a glass there. I, wait, I wait, actually, wait. No, okay. I'm gonna. This I one's, am all. I am. These are the last, last two glasses. I have some. Again, one. people will be screaming. Uh, at me. You want to get a fresh one? No, no, no. You good? Yeah. Right. Gently. <laughs> I got a four. So what? What year is this? So, I don't actually have an exact date on this. I can date it between 1965 and 1972. 72? Yeah. And that's, that's the year that's... I was born, so I'm going to assume it's that. All right, all right. I'm old as shit. You look good. It's all that blood. Drinking blood. This, okay. Wow, that is night and day between those two. Yeah. Like this has like a caramel like softness to it. Right. Whereas this one is like something that would just strip paint, but in a good <laughs> way. In a good way. Strip paint or strip or, a lot or of clo things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, strip a few things. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, this one's like, there's something to it as well that makes me, reminds me of being a kid. I don't know what it is. It's like a well, like a, a candy. In these, like in these, in these older bar. whiskeys too, you can get some of those older basement smells. You can get some like old style candies, like you were saying. Yeah, kind of like black licorice, you know. Yeah, but when That's we nice. when we look at like day four, the the band I circled that I w really wanted to see, I actually ended up getting on the show, and I was shocked by it, and that was bad religion. Bad religion. Um. And it was just like, you know, they've been at it for 40 years. Yeah. And, you know, Greg's and he's a scholar, you know, he's a university guy and and so forth. And just to see them on stage after talking to them, like it was, they were like 15 and 21 again. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. But that's the power. You know, it's a cliche, but that is the power of music, I think. Like I recently saw Circle Jerks play in London. And it was like mind blowing. Just like it's it's like time travel, you know, yeah. for everyone, for them and for the audience. It was incredible. Um, so, why bad religion, particularly for you? Uh, I think for me, it was probably it was probably the closest thing that I had to like what I listened to in my like uh, time frame. Yeah. You know, I know exactly what you mean. You know, it just like, what, I, that, what were the bands then? So it was them. So it'd, it'd be ACDC anthrax. Uh, Amazing. First ever show I saw was anthrax. Uh, so probably, um, uh, what's uh, the other band? What well, just, it was, it was a very important band. They had one song that hit, um crash test dummies yeah you know i mean they were just like i just you didn't have playlists back then you had tapes of course yeah and i had all these tapes and everybody had guns and roses everybody had metallica and so th that would be easy to say yeah uh stone temple pilots was in there you know Soundgarden was in there alice yeah. in chains which we're listening to now was in there but but bad religion was was in there for me and it was just a part of that kind of rotation and you know, you interview a lot of bands and, and sometimes you get a moment where well, I do anyway, because actually interviewing musicians is still relatively new to me, even though I've interviewed politicians, presidents and and all these people in my lifetime. Hmm. Uh, when, when you listen to someone's music, it's, it's a little different when you talk to them. And but it gives you I find that that when you get past that, because, you know, what it's like is there's a lot of press going on at a festival. Right. So very often it's like a band will roll in and, and it's very like, so how's the festival for you? Yeah. What have you been doing? And those things are very surface level because obviously you've got 
a very quick turnaround, a big list of bands. They're going to be doing like eight interviews a day. But I think something that you're good at, or it appears to me, having seen a bunch of your videos, is that you manage to get around that and have a conversation with a band. Yeah. And that's when you get a feel for them as people. Absolutely. And therefore, you then start to understand why they make the art they make, because art is a product of the people making it, obviously, in their environment they grew up in. And, and those things are super important. Bourbon helps. Yeah. yeah bourbon I can helps get there. but uh, Of course. They, and, but I was told they were sober, so I was like, I, and they were like eyeballing everything on here, like, what the fuck, you way? And you're handing the root beer. Yeah. Root beer here is wicked, by the it's way. It's way good. Uh, but it was only the bass player who was, who was sober. So. Ah, okay. Uh, so I, I was, um, I, I was really pleasantly surprised by that, and I'll be, I'll be sending Greg some books and you know all that kind of thing. Uh, there's one other band that How, did it change your opinion of them. Because it only are, rose my opinion. Great. It only it only increased the opinion. There's there's never. Uh, that's what uh, I was, yeah. That's what I was about to ask. Has there been anyone where you've gone? Huh. Yeah. People are right. You should maybe not meet your heroes. Anyone that that comes to mind. I'm just wanting the shit. Really. There pro- yeah. Talk there probably <laughs> is, but I, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say. On my own show. <laughs> yeah. I, although with your with your sweet. English accent exactly. and BBC's history. You could probably get me. You <laughs> could probably get out. me to say it on your own. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, but it actually it's happened recently, and I was I was rather more of how they treated people, you know. Yeah. Versus how they were with me. It was more of I, I judge people, not how they treat me, because I realize like I'm media and uh, you know I, I have my own thing going on. I realize that. But when when I see you treating a security guard poorly, yeah, I will. Uh, that's that's when I judge you. Yeah, I, no, I hear you as well, and that's that's something I think that a lot of people, uh, it's easy easily forgotten when you're and you know to be devil's advocate for a minute. I think that when you're in a touring band, you become so insular, and it becomes such a bubble. And this is no excuse for shitty behavior, but what happens is you. You kind of you 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 detach from reality, and yeah. and some of your worst traits really come through to anyone that's outside of that, which is terrible behavior, as we could all agree on. But it does happen, and I feel like um, it's when somebody realizes and catches themselves doing that, and they and that's when they they realize and they'll, they'll never do it again. Yeah. But some people are yet to have that realization. And for that, they're going to be renowned for being dicks. Right. And, and that's a hard thing to shed afterwards, no matter how much you might turn things around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, here, here in uh, Kentucky, we have the Kentucky Derby, obviously. Yep. Uh, there, there's two athletes who are known for being shitheads. Um, and one, <laughs> and one who's beloved. Uh, the the two shitheads, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Okay. Which interestingly, they're both like neck and neck for who's the greatest player of all time. Yeah. In basketball, and the most beloved is Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady tips. He like he takes care of people. He smiles. He, he kisses hands. his son on the mouth. Yeah, I mean, he probably I, would. As an Englishman, I don't know anything about that at all. But that is the, pretty much the only thing I've heard about him. He's got a lot of rings. Kissed his son on the mouth. Whatever. <laughs> but I think both those other guys, here's an interesting thing as well. And I guess, I think athletes might be slightly different from bands from how we're talking, because yeah. I think there's a certain mindset um, for achieving greatness. Right. And I guess that can translate to a lot of other things like business as well. To the, but that doesn't excuse it, right? right. When when people have a, have this kind of, their, their empathy dampens and, and they become shitty people. Yeah. But because of that, they're prepared to go the distance and, and achieve things more so than other people, especially right. within business and politics, I think. I think you've got to have like a, a weird mindset to be able to to approach going into politics in particular. because oh, That's the one thing we don't talk about on this show. Exactly, because it's, oh because it's like throwing a match on, it's on the so gasoline. Fuck. It's, it's also depressing as shit. Uh, especially in the UK, I, I I don't know how you say especially in the UK when you're right here in the United States. Whatever, like, I mean, everything's falling all the time. You yeah, know? But, I mean, you know, I think there's going to be a huge paradigm shift where people suddenly realize 
and especially people like working people are gonna there, there won't be a revolution this okay let's not get into this too much but i feel like things have got so shit for everyone um something's gonna have to change there'll be like a big realization anyway back to bourbon <laughs> back, back to whiskey and music yeah uh so go. I'll say I will do this. I'll stand. Sorry, to you. I I'll, apologize. It's all right. It's all right. I I t- I really um I, I've had some political people on the show before. Like I've had a I had the former UK ambassador on my show from the okay. United States. Um, I had Killer Mike on before, and and you know how was the ambassador? Was he was he a bourbon guy or was he more? Of a oh yeah, guy? he's actually part of a bourbon family. Uh, really? Yeah, he's part of the Brown family, and he was great. But he would like, you know, posted uh, Obama's inauguration and everything. But I told him, I was like, I don't really want to get into politics. Yeah. You know, I, I'm here to promote your book and help you out. And, you know, we can talk, you know, cultures of where you've been. But I don't want to get into politics. And even yeah. still, just because you have a person on there. And there's actually people in politics who own products on this bar. And you still, even if you taste it and give an honest review on something, you'll still get a little bleeding from politics. Yeah. I understand that. Uh, that's just where we are right now. Mm. But I do, I do not engage in that on my show. I don't really like getting public about it. Yeah. The, the two things that I will come out publicly for is when, is when something affects bourbon, which they did uh, during the Trump administration. And I wrote an, a piece for the New York Times. Yeah. Uh, about the tariffs uh, impacting bourbon uh, or when they impact uh, veterans. And I guess the third thing is when they impact uh, nurses, yeah. which, which my wife is a nurse and she's very uh, much an advocate in nursing. So I, I, I do get involved in those things, but those are very, very niche um, and very bipartisan in our country. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, there's one band in the UK that played here today on day four of Louder Than Live, uh, the Struts. Yeah. Uh, I have been a fan of the Struts for a while, but really, I came to know them when they had a uh, when their music was being played in some of the uh, a TV show I watched uh, called them Umbrella Academy. Of and course, I, Gerard's. And, yeah, and I was just like, I was like following them. I was like, look, I was like, oh, I know their music. I'm following. I'm following. I'm following them. And found find out they they're playing louder than live. We got a fly in here. We pick pen. Wanting your uh, wanting your eyeball. Um, I um, I was like, I I have to have him on my show. And yeah. so we come on, and Luke actually ends up wearing a ascot. I was like, oh my god, he's wearing a ascot. It was great. It was an awesome show, and they he's, sounded amazing on stage. Yeah, I so I I don't even though I'm you know they're like based over there, and I'm you know I'm from here. Uh, I I don't really know them, but uh, I saw him recently. He played the. He was one of the guys that came out at the Taylor Hawkins Memorial Show. That's right, at uh, Wembley Stadium, and yeah. he did an amazing job. And that that whole day was crazy. Yeah, like I think he's doing something. I think he's doing something else on uh, another memorial show. Well, him. yeah. That so the uh, the London show was like a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I think the LA show is in two or three days wow yeah it was a it was a heavy day but incredible pour one out for uh for hawkins man yeah man for cheers taylor that's amazing man (sighs) food fighters yep yeah it was to see you know paul mccartney rush members of queen you know queens of the stone age members of the police Metallica, ACDC, for all those artists to come out and do a song or several songs to show how much he was loved was incredible. But it was a super emotional day. I think they yeah. played Wembley Stadium. There's like, I think maybe 60,000 people, maybe more. And um, yeah, it was just like this roller coaster where it was those moments where it was so celebratory and then just like the biggest bomb out ever yeah but it was great well man thanks for coming on <laughs> and, and and talking about like everything in music and you know i it, it may feel like we're we're ending on a on a sad note but that's that's the thing music is is a little bit you know it 
it engages all the emotions. Of course. And I, I never want anyone to forget about the journey of of uh, what people go through. You know, and I agree, and I, I think that's why it, why it's so important because it's one of those things that music will soundtrack some of the most important moments of your life and also get you through the worst moments. And I think it's it's so important. Um, and it's a beautiful thing because it, it, it transcends everything that we absolutely sort of touched upon earlier. It, it, it is the, it is a hugely unifying thing. And, um, yeah, we need more of that. We need more people coming together over music. And I would dare say a little whiskey. I'm with you. So can I pour you something else as we wrap up? Yeah. What should we finish with? Um, I'm gonna look on here and just kind of go. You like you like spice and smoke over sweet, right? I mm, I have a very sweet. You have a sweet, sweet palate, tooth, which is why I generally tend to be a shithead and mix it with Coca Cola <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you like coconut? Yeah. I haven't had this one yet. What, you've not tried it. I haven't. So this is going to be so, you reviewing this right now. This is this is my first, first time, time ever. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. This is my first time tasting this one. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I think anyway. Somebody did open it, but then again, the culprit of uh, the thief in my home who steals most of my bourbon is in this room. So this is a new product. It's a gold label from uh, Barrel Bourbon with two L's. Where's it made? It's a blend of straights right here in um, right here in Louisville. Okay. So they do. Uh, they basically buy a bunch of uh, barrels from uh, other places, and then blend them. Uh, blending is is more of a UK art actually yeah. than it is an American one, and so they are just now really in the last you know, decade getting into uh, blending bourbon. And then after that, what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel? Are you a purist? I am a purist, but blend of straights is completely within the confines of legalities and I'm I'm okay with it. But I like how you just kind of like gravitated toward that, that I am a purist. Well, I think, I think with anything that, anyone dedicates their life to you know you 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 refine your tastes yeah and you also hone in the things that especially resonate with you um but yeah what are you saying do you taste the coconut in it yeah a little actually they have a big they their house note is like a coconut and marzipan note for me i don't get the marzipan in this one but i get the coconut it's my first time tasting it i do get the coconut note yeah, for sure. Chocolate and coconut, actually. A lot of chocolate. We got red hot chili peppers coming up. Yeah. Who I've not seen in, in years. Do they still just go out with their tube sock? We can, but hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think so. I think that was just press. No, they did do shows like that, actually. They, they Which just, was mind-blowing because, you know, that's, how's that stirred on there? <laughs> <laughs> Elastic bands. Well, or they're packing some heat. You know, there's that. I think well, I still think a lot of enough movement and you're going to need some kind of support. Enough movement, you're going to need the elastic band. And then it's like cutting off the circulation to your boys. That ain't so yeah, good. that's never good, especially at their age. Yep. Cheers, my friend. Thanks for coming on, Daniel. Thanks so much. To music, to BBC, to uh, Louder Than Life. This is a wrap. Yeah, what a great, uh, what a great kind of wrap up with Daniel. Yeah, here's the thing about yeah, you know, that discussion. As I kind of like reflect on all my interviews that I had, I think the one I might be most excited about in the last four days that I had was probably Jelly Roll. Uh, Jelly Roll was so important. He's so important for, I think, you know, the dynamic of America right now. You know, there's so many people out there who don't feel like they have a shot. Um, and Jelly Roll's proof that if you just try hard and, and you know, make 
you know, believe in yourself that you do have a shot. And so uh, I'm excited for you all to hear that episode coming up. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. Shout out to Daniel Carter uh, for coming on. Thank you to Danny Wimmer Presents for allowing me to have um, this incredible access. Uh, As always, big shout out to my uh, producers here on this, Eliza Two and uh, uh, Clay Bush for setting up all of these interviews. Uh, They did a great job for me. Uh, It's very difficult to get to get people to um, to do interviews at a festival, especially when you sip with them, because they sometimes they don't want to drink before they go on a set. And I was able to get all of this A-list talent, and uh, they they came on and were very excited to talk to me. And so that was because Clay and Eliza, you know, did a good job booking booking guests. And uh, of course, big shout out to to Reed Sampley for recording all of this week's uh, all, all. You basically he recorded everything for video. This, of course, is the audio side. And uh, shout out to my editor Jason. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And again, I'm signing off for uh, the last time. You'll hear many episodes to come, but I'm signing off for the last time in my little Jack Shack area. So thank you, Jack Daniels, for providing this. Um, but uh, until next week, cheers. Oh. Baca sucks. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. For more information about Fred's books, articles, podcasts, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. I am not a tournament sign. All this month, celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month with Pluto TV. Watch movies with the biggest stars like Eugenio Derbez in No Eres Tu, Soy Yo and Luis Gerardo Mendez in Camino a Marte. Plus, Pluto TV has thousands more movies and TV shows and over 45 channels in Spanish, all for free. So download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming today. Pluto TV. Drop in, watch free.